Back in 2003, I was on a cruise um, around the Galapagos Islands uh, to tag lobsters, actually. Uh, and we were anchored in the bay in Wolf Island, which is miles away from anywhere. It's in the middle of nowhere. And I was actually having a siesta. This was after lunch. And the guys came over and woke me up. And they said, Alex, there's a, there's a whale shark swimming under the boat. And I, I said to him, <laughs> I said, leave me alone, I'm tired, you know. And they kept, oh, no, no, seriously, there's a whale shark under the boat. So eventually I got up and I leaned over the boat and sure enough, there was, and it was a baby, well, a baby. It was twice the size that I am, so about three and a half meters. Um, and I just uh, stripped off my shirt, put on my mask and snorkel and jumped in with the animal. And the two of us spent about 40 minutes together just swimming around the boat and under the boat and round and round. And it was one of the most peaceful but inspiring experiences of my life. And I knew then that I had to work with these animals somehow. But it, of course it wasn't until a couple of years later that I got the chance. I used to uh, work at the Charles Darwin Foundation um, doing fisheries research and I spent a lot of time uh, studying the declines of lobster and sea cucumber populations. And in every meeting about priorities and what needed to be done, sharks always came up. But there was never any money and there never seemed to be any, any leadership to actually go out and do it. And in 2005, I was lucky enough to be made uh, acting head of department so I could make the decisions. Uh, and that was, uh, at the same time, a very close friend of mine um, joined Conservation International and between the two of us we set up a pilot shark research project in Galapagos which has since become a, a massive inter-institutional program. No one really knows for sure how many shark species there are in Galapagos. We think there's about 30 um, and in fact I was lucky enough to uh, film uh, one of the deep sea sharks that still hasn't got a name, a tiny little shark this, this big called Bithyolorus species B. Um, so that's the latest addition to the list. Uh, and the thing is, there are several sharks that have been recorded allegedly for Galapagos, but we're trying to work out whether they really were there or not, such as the Great White. Galapagos is usually heralded as one of the most amazing sites in the world for shark diving. Uh, and we still see schools of maybe up to 500 hammerheads in one dive. So there's still large numbers of sharks there. Now the problem is that the dive guides who have worked there for several years, and I'm talking 10, 15 years, they all perceive that there's been a decline. And they say that this is because of fishing, both illegal fishing inside the reserve, and then of course sharks migrate as well, so they become vulnerable to fishing. But we haven't got a baseline from which to measure it, so it's difficult to say. Uh, that's something we're trying to, trying to work out with the research we're doing now. The Galapagos have been declared World Heritage uh, Site in Danger and that was uh, a couple of years ago now um, really as a response to the pressures of humans on the islands and actually the President of Ecuador preempted um, the, the UNESCO declaration by declaring it himself beforehand um, showing that there, there's a concern about the status. The thing is the population of the islands has, has uh, risen from 4,000 back in the early 1980s to over 25,000 now and that's despite controls on, on migration and the driving motor behind this growth ironically is tourism. Uh, tourism has grown by 14% per year 
in the last 15 years. So when I visited Galapagos for the first time in 2002, there were 80,000 people visiting that year. Last year there were 160,000, so it's doubled in eight years. And that means more demand for services, more pressure on natural resources, and every single aeroplane, every single boat that comes in carries a risk of carrying an introduced species. If people can see these animals close up, then they can relate a little bit more to their plight and, and perhaps by uh, talking to their leaders and by making personal choices help preserve this heritage that we have in the ocean in places not just Galapagos but even closer, closer to home.